areas in which your favorite baseball club can least afford to fail are drafting and developing. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. The Ben Charrington draft classes, I'm sure we all can agree, can only fairly be graded as incomplete. He's only been the GM since 2020. And on top of that, he and every other GM in that tenure have had to deal with a situation unlike any other in which COVID basically shut down baseball's development for more than a calendar year. So those players who came out of those early classes, the 2020 and the 2021 groups, had to go through stuff that other prospects haven't. That said, the very first pick that Charrington made here as GM was Nick Gonzalez. He was the seventh overall pick out of New Mexico State. Labeled at the time as a shortstop, but understood pretty much by everybody that he was likely going to have to move elsewhere in the infield. And of course, he's done that. Labeled also by a lot of people, including inside the Pirates, as the best college bat in the class. There have been signs of that. There have been signs, certainly, of the power that's at hand. Gonzalez hit a home run at PNC Park unlike any that I saw from anybody, no matter how high, hard, or far they went. He smashed a ball to center field that got out in such a raging hurry that it had people who'd been long, long time observers of baseball at that particular stadium saying, wow, they hadn't seen anything like that. He's capable of that. But now that I've gotten through all of the qualifiers, here's the other stuff that you need to know about Gonzalez. In the 2023 season, over two stints with a parent club and 115 official at-bats, he hit 209 with a 268 on-base percentage. Two home runs, so the one I described and another one. 13 RBIs, he struck out 36 times, and he walked six times. Oh, and then there's this, too. He's going to turn 25 years old in May. (sighs) Here it comes. I'm not about to bury this kid. He has a superb attitude. He does have above-average contact type of talent. When he hits the ball, he rakes. However, when you strike out at the rate that I just described, not to mention at a 27.4% rate all through the minor leagues, when you swing and miss that much at every level along the way, history will show you're going to swing and miss at least that much and probably more at the top level. History also will show that unless you are contributing prodigious power, you are not of much use to your lineup. 
And that's a tough, tough place to be if you're just kind of an ordinary defensive second baseman, kind of an ordinary base runner, kind of an ordinary everything. And it's not at all what anyone would or could reasonably expect from a number seven overall pick in the draft. To reiterate, I'm not making some kind of prediction or dire forecast or whatever. I'd love nothing more than to be wrong. I'd love to see a spring training in which, let's say, Gonzalez and Leover Peguero were to completely duke it out for second base. And I mean not have a battle to see who's worse and then just take the better guy. I'm talking about both of them performing up to their potential. Man, I'd really like to see it in Peguero, but that's another subject for another episode because I think he's got all kinds of positive traits to his game. And you can also mix in Jihuan Bay and Jared Triolo to whatever extent you want to have them involved. Personally, I've had enough of Bay at second base. He can't make a throw to first to save his life. And Triolo, I think there can be more use for him by possibly getting him involved in a first base platoon, depending on how things go with Connor Joe, also being available to spell Kibrian Hayes in case Hayes needs it so that his extraordinary level of production in the second half can be sustained and his back injury, his lingering back injury can be maintained. But all of this, all of this solves itself by Gonzalez having a big spring and by Piguero having a big spring, and by management having a really big and really difficult decision to make, or maybe just figuring out a way to split time with them. Right now, though, right now, that can't be the realistic outlook, not based on what we've seen to date from Gonzalez. He is swinging and missing a ton And that's in large part because he isn't working walks. And that's in large part because he isn't showing the eye that you want, that you need for a hitter of his type. He's not a big dude at all. In fact, just walk Janim, walk around the clubhouse. You can forget that he's a player in there. So he's not about to go rowdy Telez on you and just mash for a while and make you forget about all the K's. He's got to become a more complete hitter. Please don't make me repeat why I don't believe that will happen, at least not in Pittsburgh. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone. An eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door. Your car. Your bike. Your computer. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. 
Today's J1Q comes from Randy, who asks, DK, do you have any background info on why Joel Hanrahan was never offered the Major League pitching coach position? Randy, I do. Uh, from both ends, both from the team end and from the former closer's end. From the team perspective, they fell in love not only with Oscar Marine, but also with the concept of having someone oversee the entire organization's approach to the still-fledgling field of biomechanics. And if that sounds like a mouthful, that's because the concept itself is essentially a mouthful. There's there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of background. There's a lot of knowledge. There's a lot of education. There's a lot of studying. There's a lot of trial and error that goes into this. Ben Charrington was very, very, very much taken by having the Pirates potentially be ahead of the curve, ahead of other teams when it came to this. When Marine was hired, we heard a lot about biomechanics. We also heard, and I really didn't like this part, a lot of bad things about Ray Searage on the way out the door. Now, somewhere between the guy who allegedly, I'm going to underscore that word again and I'll explain why, a master's in biomechanics and the doddering old fool who was shoved out because he didn't understand or didn't grasp the nuances of all this new science, there's going to be something eventually that teams find. That tends not to happen in any sports setting where there's a brand new thing that comes along. Because when that's the case, those who know the brand new thing tend to shun the old thing. And those who are the the practitioners of the old thing don't even have a chance to catch up on the new thing. So Ray was never going to be kept around and told, hey, Ray, you need to learn biomechanics. Similarly, Marine was never going to be, here it comes, a good major league pitching coach, meaning someone who can see something from the dugout, go to the top step, let his manager know that he needs to make a trip out there, go out there, say one or two things, and boom, just like that, the pitcher's fine. That's a major league pitching coach. If you want someone who is the grand poobah, of all pitching things, from Pittsburgh all the way down to Dominican Summer Ball, then hire someone for that role. That's been part of my general critique, not only of Marine, but also of Andy Haynes on the hitting side, because they are made responsible for all of it. And if you ask me, that is just way too much to ask of anybody. Think about all the minor league affiliates. Think about all the minor league pitchers. And then from there, think about the whole idea that Ben Charrington pushed like crazy upon being hired, that all of the instruction was going to be individualized and it wasn't going to be one size fits all. But yet you've got your major league pitching coach dictating philosophies and practices for pitchers he can never see. It makes no sense at all. Anyway, to answer your question, Hanrahan never fit any of this. Hanrahan went pretty much straight from the mound into coaching. 
And Hanrahan was going to coach pitchers the way he pitched and, of course, the way that he was coached. That's one of those guys that when you see that he's part of a general organization or staff and doesn't fit in in any way, it's just a matter of time until he's out. It didn't matter who he'd have fixed. And he did fix because he was going to be viewed as some sort of fly in the ointment. Hanrahan thought he was deserving of a promotion. This is the from his perspective, as I promised. And he didn't get one, and then he was out. And that happens a lot with former players, and I say that respectfully to Joel, with immense respect. I'm a big fan of this person. But as a player, you go from making a gazillion dollars, being flown around. He was an all-star. He was a guy who was on the mound at the end of the game, pumping fists and all that stuff. And you also live a certain way. You travel a certain way. And then you go from that to, you know, being just another dude on the bus in Altoona, Pennsylvania. And you you can see where someone gets tired of that in a hurry. And they kind of work the baseball or the remaining baseball that they had in their system out of their system. I appreciate the question. A really good one. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. And we're going to do another one of these on Tuesday, the day after New Year's Day. And on that note, Happy New Year, everybody. 